0: Welcome to The Read Along,
1: a mini book club for your ears.
0: I'm your host Scott.
1: I'm your other host, Anita.
0: And join us on a journey through a good book, one, one chapter, chapter at, at a time. time. Do you like talking about movies? Do you like talking about mediocre movies? Do you like talking about how you could have fixed mediocre movies? Well, I certainly do. And you can listen to me, Scottsy Bourgeois, along with my co-hosts, Greg Beaver and Liam Kreswick, as we give our notes and I have some notes. You can follow it now on your podcatcher of choice or support it by visiting patreon.com slash I have some notes. So i uh, been doing more gardening work.
1: <laughs> Poor Scott, he, the yard work has fallen on him.
0: Yeah, uh, which as previously discussed uh, with our brand new, very large yard, Nita's not the most green thummy. i
1: I'm not, I wish I was, I'm not.
0: But uh, I'm also not like proficient in doing gardening. And today I learned a valuable lesson. Uh, when you're working with like bushes and hedges, mm-hmm. wear long sleeves because <laughs> my arms are lousy with scratches right now. Oh, I'm so there sorry. There are scratches on my scratches, and they itch.
1: I have some lotion for you.
0: I, I may need the lotion.
1: We'll get you looked after. Skin care I can do. At any
0: rate, we were able to, uh, by we I mean my mother and I, who is not afraid of yard work and has been coming to help out, uh, we're able to clear off a lot of the bushes, trim down the hedges,
1: the fall trimming, if yeah, you
0: will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still have a little bit of yard work left to do before the snows come and just cover everything in a white blanket. Yeah. 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 Because that's, that's where we live. It's true. It gets mighty cold.
1: Mighty fast.
0: Yeah. It also gets hot mighty fast. Right? It's weird. Yeah.
1: Canada. Woo. Love it. The prairies.
0: Yeah. It's the prairies <laughs> specifically. Like there are there are different biomes in Canada, but the prairies... Are, are their own thing.
1: Yeah. And we get cold.
0: It's true.
1: Let's talk about a book.
0: Sure. Let's talk about a book. Yeah. Uh, we'll start with a brief recap of our previous chapter in which we finally get a little bit more information on what McLaughlin was able to dig up about Anita Moody. McLaughlin. Uh, he then discovered that he was being tailed by mysterious, perhaps, evildoers? Who knows? Hard to say. Definitely people who are up to something and uh, don't like that he's snooping in their business.
1: Or they at least suspect him of snooping. Indeed. Because I don't think they have anything on him right
0: now. <laughs> yeah, and he reports his findings to Her Majesty in uh, a brief window where she can take a phone call. And that leaves her pondering things as she gets into a car at the beginning of Chapter 24 of The Windsor Not by S.J. Bennett. And that is indeed where we begin yeah. uh, with. So I called it. Yeah. What What did you call?
1: <laughs> if she just had enough time to sit and think and process, she would have figured it out. She yeah. did. She has this long drive, right? Where nothing to do but sit in the back of a car where she sits and thinks and processes and it all comes to her.
0: Yeah. Specifically, she's on her way back to Buckingham Palace. Yes. The season at Windsor is wrapping up. Um, The castle's being like, I'm not going to say shut down, but like she's no longer going to be in residence. It's time for her to go back to the palace.
1: Yeah. All of the queening things that they need to do at Windsor, right? Yeah. It's, yeah.
0: So there is still the horse show that's coming up. So she'll be back for that. But for the time being, she's moving back into Buckingham Palace. Yes. And so uh, that's why she is making her way there. And it's on basically the highway back. Yeah, more As or less. she's being driven that it all kind of like clicks or at least enough of it clicks that she's then able to make some very logical deductions and piece the rest of it together. And despite the fact that we're in her head, she's surprisingly vague.
1: Yeah, I have no idea what it is she's pieced together. Yeah. Not a clue, but she's like, oh, aha, uh-huh, it all makes sense. And I'm like, what makes sense?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Tell me the things. She definitely gets the impression that... Some of Brodsky's fate may have been pointed at creating a scandal. Like it was, it was such a very deliberately kind of scandalous setup that it almost screams like it was supposed to be. Yeah. But but they were able to like keep it quiet, right? Very effectively. So there's that, uh, which we hadn't really touched on. We thought it was just maybe made to look like an accident, but. Her Majesty certainly seems to think that the specific accident chosen was meant to be like shocking and scandalous. Yeah, Yeah. She also kind of is perplexed a little bit about the situation involving Dr. Rachel Stiles and Anita Moody. Yes. They're both clearly involved in this.
1: Yeah. Uh, The Queen is trying to figure out how these two people were able to pass as one person.
0: Yeah. If indeed they were two people.
1: This, the way she was talking about it, right? Like yeah. How no one noticed that there were actually two separate girls.
0: Yeah, to the point where it's kind of hinted that both of them were in the castle that night, both pretending to be Dr. Rachel Styles.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah, and like we'd previously suggested that maybe there was no Dr. Rachel Stiles, that it was all Anita Moody all the time.
1: Yeah, so we were close but wrong,
0: Yeah, well, I think. Or, or Her Majesty hints that there's some question about how both of these women could be passing for one woman, and that the answer is that there was only just one woman. Maybe? I'm not sure. Yeah, hard to say. She's bringing all of
1: these clues up, but not piecing them together for us. And I, this was a beautiful piece of writing because I didn't piece it together. I have no idea what the Queen has figured out. But it involves the lipstick, and the dressing gown, and how this is somehow all Her Majesty's fault, and... Uh, She makes a comment about uh, Brodsky's humiliation. I'm not sure I know what that is specifically talking about, unless she meant like a post-mortem humiliation. He didn't seem embarrassed by anything before he was dead.
0: Yeah, or rather that the death was supposed to be humiliating. But again, everything was very covered up.
1: covered up. So we know she wishes she was still back at Windsor. Like it came to her a few beats too late.
0: Yeah. Because she's finally had time to sit and actually think about this.
1: Yeah, exactly. So she is now out of Windsor when she wishes she was back in Windsor. And, oh my goodness. And we're still only at the beginning of part four. So there's a whole bunch of book to happen still. Yeah. Which is going to be amazing.
0: Yeah. So rather than, like, have the car turn around, because she can't. Nope, she um, can't. She gets to Buckingham Palace and she does her her queening, mm-hmm. her, her magic that she does when she's solving a mystery. I love it. Where she like starts like poking at dominoes mm-hmm. that begin to fall in the direction of getting the mystery solved.
1: Yeah, she just plants a couple seeds here and there, waits for them to grow, right? Like you said, pokes a domino, just, just one in the right direction and just waits for things to happen. Yeah. And she trusts the people around her.
0: Or at least she trusts the close group of confidants around her. She actually makes mention of it earlier in the chapter that there was a time when she was younger and she had like a wide network of friends, but that time is long past because when she became queen, she could only really trust a small cadre of people. Yes. And people like McLaughlin and Rosie and even, I suppose to an extent, Prince Philip are are part of that tight like network of confidants. Mm Mm-hmm. Even if Philip isn't directly involved in solving the mysteries. I feel Again, like
1: Philip is more just aware of everything. Yeah, like we've discussed
0: it before. He seems very aware that she solves mysteries. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And he just sort of steps back and lets her do her thing. Yeah,
0: it's her hobby. Yeah. He goes fishing. She solves crimes. I love it. <laughs> um, at any rate, so the way that she plants her seeds, as we uh, suggested, is she starts by making a couple calls. The first of which is to Sir Peter back at Windsor. Because he is, of course... The governor of the castle. Yeah, exactly. When she's away, he's head of household. And she makes it out like a pretense about like how the BBC cameras are going to be set up for this horse show. Yeah. Even though he in the back of his mind is like, we went over this like weeks ago. But if Her Majesty is concerned, like we'll look into it. She shan't have them tearing up the lawn. Indeed. But while she's talking to him about this, she like drops in. Oh, by the way, it's been kind of weighing on me. This Dr. Rachel Styles thing. Because she died of a cocaine overdose. And if she was doing drugs, I would hate to find out that she had been doing drugs.
1: In the castle. In the
0: castle Well, she was a guest. Yes, yes. Would you be able to look into that for me? And he's like, all right, yeah, I can go ask the detective chief inspector. Yeah. So he does. While he's making his rounds, he goes and does a couple other things. And then on his way back up the tower, he pops in and is like, hey, just because it's been asked. Do we know if Dr. Rachel Styles was, like, doing any drugs yeah, while she was like, visiting? Yeah,
1: she, she died from drugs. Did she do any while she was here?
0: And uh, the detective chief inspector is not in, but, like, the lieutenant, sorry, lieutenant. Yes. <laughs> who uh, is there is like, oh, well, let me make a check. And while he's on the phone, a discrepancy comes up with the photo.
1: Yeah. And suddenly Sir Peter's like, oh, no, don't get back to me on this. I will wait. We will answer this right now. Yeah. Because... Who is that? Yeah, because,
0: because the person on the phone with him is like, just verifying who you're talking about. It's this woman, right? And he's like, that's not the same as the security photo we have for Dr. Rachel Styles."
1: Yeah, but, but the first one was of poor quality, so they got a second one. And the
0: second one is not
1: a match. Well, I don't think so.
0: Let's not speculate it's not a match, but there's something definitely wrong
1: with yeah, it. Yeah, something has caught... His attention. Yeah. And he should know because he was the one in the secret meeting.
0: Yeah. So he would have seen her.
1: Yeah. He would know her face. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So So, something's up. mm Mm-hmm. And that is the queen just like- Planting. Planting a seed.
1: Planting a seed. And
0: leading the investigation to where it needs to go by doing that. I love it. The other thing she does is she gets McLaughlin to get back in touch with Professor Davecki, who was, of course, the last person we know of to see Anita Moody alive. And we get into Dvecki's head here, and he pretty much confirms what you suspected last chapter, yeah. Which was that while he was relating this story to McLaughlin, it dawned on him that this was not just a woman in distress. But when he was talking to Anita, she was terrified.
1: Yeah, as as though like by telling by telling this secret, because he admits that it was a secret that he did not keep. Yeah. Um. By telling the secret, he gets a chance to process it completely. Yeah. Right?
0: And realize that something's up.
1: Yeah. And so now it's in front of mind. Yeah. And yeah, the more he thinks about it, the more wrong it seems.
0: Yeah, but he, he feels like a weight was lifted off his shoulder by confiding in this family friend. He can't remember what the name was. But we know it was McLaughlin. Yes. And then he mentions that this uh, this friend did call back a couple days later. Now, like today, presumably. Yes. And was like, just, you know, I've been thinking about what you told me. And it seems really kind of suspicious. Maybe you should go to the police with this, just in case. And Daveki kind of sat on it. And now he's decided by the end of this chapter, you know what? I should go to the police with this. So once again, the queen planting that little seed... And now it's going to bring another clue to the official investigation. It's going to move things in that direction.
1: Right. And now I'm worried. Why? Because when the Queen was talking to Billy, mm-hmm. she makes a little side comment about how she wants uh, Devaki to be safe. Yeah. Which implies to me that he is not.
0: Well, no, because if there are... People who were keeping an eye on McLaughlin because McLaughlin went and spoke to Devecki, DeVecki might be in danger.
1: Yes, exactly. If,
0: if there are people who took out Anita Moody for reasons and DeVecki was the last person to see her alive, he might know something he shouldn't.
1: And the chapter ends with him saying to his partner, I'll call them first thing in the morning, meaning the police. He's yeah. going to call the police first thing in the morning. Now I'm scared he's not going to make it through the night.
0: He might not. We'll have to wait and see.
1: Right. We have a whole nother part to get through. There are going to be wrinkles in this investigation because if the queen solves it at the beginning of part four, there's no part four. Well,
0: there could be a lot of denouement.
1: That's an awful lot of denouement.
0: Hard to say. One other thing the queen does do in her making arrangements to get things done is she also asks to have a meeting with Humphreys.
1: Oh yeah, won't that be fun?
0: Yeah, she specifically asks to uh, to meet up with the head of MI5 to get an update on what's going on. So she wants to talk to Humphreys, and my guess is she wants to maybe drop a few clues in his ear as well.
1: Well, we'll see how well that goes. Yeah,
0: because Humphreys is pretty dead set on uh, making poor Sandy the scapegoat for all this. Mm.
1: To be fair, she does send Rosie to do that part. Yeah. Right? The Humphreys bit. hmm So we'll see how that goes.
0: Indeed. Rosie
1: is surprisingly competent.
0: She is. I also like the little bit in this chapter where Rosie uh, thinks to herself that there's just very quickly become this unspoken sort of agreement between her and the queen that they don't openly talk about the investigation. No. So much as they just kind of talk around it.
1: Yeah. They just, and are you going to? Yes, ma'am. Like nothing ever comes out. They just sort of know what each other are thinking. Yeah. Which is wonderful.
0: they're, They're on the same wavelength. It's great. Yeah.
1: So yeah, we're heading into part four, and it's going to get very exciting. And I'm sure something horrible, unfortunately, is going to happen. And then we're going to uh, solve a mystery. Yeah, a final. I'll be like, woo.
0: A final complication that the queen and her helpers are Indeed. going to have to overcome. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, but we'll find out what that complication, if there is a complication, uh, might gonna be. going to
1: be a complication.
0: As we move into Chapter 25, which you'll want to read up on in time for next week. In the meantime, of course, you can always give us a little rating and review on your podcatcher of choice.
1: We would appreciate that very much.
0: Yeah, we also like hearing from you on social media. I know, I know social media is a bit weird at the moment because <laughs> there's like 12 Twitter alternatives at the moment, and nobody's quite settled on which one is going to be the new Twitter because Twitter is...
1: Now, X and kind of a mess. Yeah.
0: So, uh, but we are on several of them.
1: Yeah. So for now, we are still on X, formerly Twitter. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. And we are on Goodreads. We are at The Read Along on most of those. So you can find us like that. Indeed.
0: Uh, You can also send us an email.
1: Absolutely. We are thereadalong at gmail.com.
0: And with that said, as always, we love you very much. And we'll see you next time.
1: On to part four.
0: Thank you for joining us on The Read-Along with your hosts, Anita and Scott Bourgeois. All Read-Along music is by Kevin MacLeod at Incompetech.com. Cover art is by Aaron Beaver. Be sure to join us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Read-Along, and check out our group on Goodreads.com.